don't. This is the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show on 610 Sports Radio. Call us at 913-576-7610 or tweet us at 610 Sports KC using hashtag AP610. Here's Mike Wicket and Editor-in-Chief at ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. It's a final from Los Angeles. The Chiefs over the Chargers, 38-28. You just heard 576-7610. Get in and react to that win by the Chiefs over the Chargers. We're also joined in studio by former Chiefs linebacker Sean Barber. Sean, Pete, game one in the books. Pete, we talked at halftime on the Facebook Live session. It was all about the excitement from Tyreek Hill and this offense and that carried into the second half. Yeah, there were no jitters in this game for Patrick Mahomes. He was very much ready for this game. And the bigger story, I think, of this game from a national standpoint is actually probably going to be more than Mahomes. I think Tyreek Hill, by all means, has arrived. Yeah. He's arrived onto the national scene. And, I, you know, I think there was uh, I think there was a push last year for him to get to this point a little bit. But I think people are really starting to realize, okay, not only is this guy, and he's been called in the past, a gadget player. Not only is he a gadget player, he also is a legit wide receiver threat. And I've been saying it all offseason that this guy could be right there with Antonio Brown. And I thought you saw the first sign of it in today's game and today's win, a 38-28 win for the Chiefs. Seven catches, 169 yards, two touchdowns, and he had the punt return for a score, Sean. I was more, I was most impressed by the deep uh, out route he caught. Um, it was like a twenty yard out route as a crucial part of the game. I think the Chiefs only up by a score or two, and uh, to make a, I mean that ball was thrown in a laser, and he, he and he catches the ball cleanly. I think a few years ago, I mean when when he first entered the league, everybody thought of him kind of like Travis Benjamin, whereas he was just going to run deep, try to catch deep balls, didn't really have great hands, but could make. And what and what we saw today is. Travis Benjamin isn't really a route receiver. Mm-mm. No, <laughs> if there no. if there was a one trick pony on the field, it was him. I mean, dropping deep balls, dropping touchdowns. Um, you know, back there, not 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 feeling punts. It, I mean, he had a he had a he had a miserable day today. Five seven six seven six ten. We want to know what you thought of the Chiefs' win. What'd you see out of Patrick Mahomes? What'd you see out of Tyreek Hill? What'd you see out of this squad as they go to L.A. And win by double digits. I mean, we were mocking our boy, Matt Lane, from the pre- on the pregame show for picking a two-touchdown victory. He was close. I mean, I don't, I don't think any of us saw a 10-point win here. I got your predictions written down somewhere around here. We, got, we have a long way to go on this postgame show. So there'll be plenty of time to break down this game. <laughs> <laughs> this was by no means a complete win of a championship football team. It's no. good to start 1-0, but there's a lot that... Did not go particularly well for this team, which we'll, I'm sure, get to. Let's see here. Sean, you had 21-20, uh, Kansas City. Yeah, as long as, I, as, long as Chiefs win. You had it. a win. Yeah, Pete, you had a 10-point, an 11-point loss. Yeah. 31-20. The rest of the nerd squad, 27-13 and 27-14, uh, both going with the Chiefs in the victory. 5-7-6, Let's get right to you and Steve. You're first up. Steve, thanks for calling. You're on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, how you guys doing? All right. Hey, uh, I just want to say uh, I wanted to agree with you guys. Harry Kill is going to put his name in with uh, Odell and Antonio Brown. And uh, the boy, that defense, uh, that play where Skander allowed the touchdown there in the uh, red zone, how do you let a guy get that open when you only have to cover 15 yards? 
I, I don't get that. I don't think it'll be the last time you curse Orlando Scandrick's name, Sean. Your your take on uh, on Scandrick on that play? I just think you know, in the situation of the game, it probably was a uh, not, not not the correct technique to use in that you know in that situation. Um, give give up the stop route, give up the short stuff, continue to let make them snap the ball, um, but not to give up a stutter and go or you know I think kind of just whiffed on the on the stab from the line of scrimmage. And um, Keenan is definitely a, a, a you know that's an elite receiver too. Yeah, a lot of elite receivers in this game today. Yeah, it, 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 I mean, like I said, I think this overall the, the score got kind of out of range so far. Did you you know? I mean, let's not beat around the bush here. This game was very much quicksand for the Chargers. Yeah, they made mistakes in the first half. They were still within five points, and then they made more mistakes in the second half. Was the Chiefs' offense awesome? Absolutely. But the Chargers had a lot to do with this loss, just as the Chiefs did. I think the Chargers, really, they chargered themselves. This is how they lose games at the beginning of the season every year and why they find themselves in the holes, because they they shoot themselves in the foot constantly. One of the points was the fumble. If that fumble doesn't happen in the second half, maybe this game's a lot closer towards the end there. Yeah, interception, the fumble. um, You know, you take a a, a game that was a 10-point game, and at many points it could have been one score game throughout the game. And uh, you, just, you, you would like to see the defense step up and make some stops to, you know, not, not make the you know other team just kind of give it to you. Again. You want to take it from them. You want to take the game. You want to take control of the game um, on, on, you know, in all three phases. But, the, you know, defense has some opportunities. It's kind of hard to play your best when you when you have a big league because you're just trying to, you know, play play a little bit more uh, reserved, a little bend, don't break. But when you have opportunities to make plays and make tackles, I thought, you know, the tackle was kind of sloppy. Uh, throughout the second half, um, those kind of things. You just want to you want to always try to show your best, play your best, pay your best. I mean, and you saw points in this game where Ron Parker, I mean, Ron Parker had a pretty good game, but there were times when he was beat. You saw Steve Nelson had a really bad play in the in the first half that should have cost the Chiefs. Orlando Scandrick did not have a great game. And by the end of the game, it almost seemed like Phillip Rivers was picking on him. But the problem by then, again, because I think of what the Chargers did, is they were so far out of it, and the Chiefs were playing so well offensively that at that point they just couldn't come back. I mean, you had a game today where Patrick Mahomes is hitting the sausage in stride, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? There, nothing really could go wrong for the Chiefs on offense, and kudos to them. That's why they won this football game. Right back to the phones, 576-7610. Let's talk to Chester. You're on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Chester? When you, when, when you got the cheetah with 268 total yards compared to 255 passing yards by McHolmes, they had no turnovers. That means that somebody's there helping him read the defense. Somebody's helping him to be a type of situation where you get that first when it counts on the road game. Uh, they had four drops. Two could have been touchdowns. They they was picking them apart. They uh, you know, but they didn't have the hands, and so therefore, you know, when you nine straight wins, you know that's on their mind. You know, game films that's on their mind. Special teams that's on their mind. And boy, when time runs out, that's on their mind. So and get it up on them and different things. Well, then therefore, you know, the game is yours. You know, the the game film on us would be that defense. Houston name wasn't called that much. Ford just had one, uh, you know, uh, getting to the quarterback. And names wasn't called that much on, you know, that line, uh, you know, penetration in the middle. But we won the game on the road, a division opponent, nine straight wins. You know I'm glad. 
and I'm looking for the next game. Next game. God bless you. Keep up the good work. Always good to hear from you, Chester. We appreciate it. Olathe, Stephen, you're next up on 610 Sports Radio. Oh, baby, let me give a choo-choo <laughs> Chester Sermon. We are back truck train, Steve, says we are going to a Super Bowl, maybe multiple Super Bowls. Don't, don't underplay this, guys. We, we just went to a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I don't care whether it's without Boza. And we took a big whiz in Phyllis uh, Rivers' yard in, in, his, in his front yard. They didn't even show up. The fans weren't, weren't even show up at the at the Stubhub Center. They couldn't even sell it out. Let me tell you, we have joined the 21st century. The Kansas City Chiefs have gotten rid of those, all those over, overpriced free agents. Getting getting rid of everybody in that defensive back back so we can we can get to winning Super Bowls. We are going to win some Super Bowls with this uh, with this team and Patrick Mahomes. Dude, uh, but that that defense, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the defense was awesome. To give up 500 yards and give up six field goals. God, God bless them. We are we are headed for a dynasty. Wow, optimism <laughs> from Steve out in Olathe. <laughs> I, I'm not going to go that far. I appreciated Chester and his sermon. The sermon, the sermon from Chester, testify uh, to uh, Chester. I appreciated Steve. I think actually Steve, in, in what sounded a little bit like drunken stupor, actually was making a little bit of sense when it came to Patrick Mahomes because today what you saw in Mahomes was finally a franchise quarterback. And not to say that Alex Smith was not, but there was that type of Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers type feel that maybe this kid can pull off some amazing plays like you look at some of those deep passes today and you could say to yourself man we haven't seen this why ever 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 in kansas you city you can say ever so to me you look at all these teams across the league and you really look at the consistent super bowl contenders the consistent super bowl contenders what's in common with these guys? quarterback it's those type Always of franchise quarterback. quarterback that can really do anything with the football and today was the very first step, and again, it's a long road to the Super Bowl, so let's relax. But the very first Going step. Going through Steve's backyard in Olathe. Didn't you hear it? Whizzing, Run whizzing, <laughs> whizzing in, in Philip Rivers' front yard. Uh, but it's the very first step to, I think, that road, which is good because you wouldn't want it in the other way. 576-7610. Let's talk to Rosario. You're on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Rosario? Hey, what's going on, man? Big time Chiefs fan, man. All the way from Brooklyn, New York. I am so glad that I was able to watch the whole Chiefs game. It was televised here. I just want to go ahead and say, you know, I'm proud of the win and everything like that. Our offense is great, but oh boy, does our defense look so suspect. I'm telling you, that secondary is bad. And what are we going to do with Justin Houston? Justin Houston, I mean, he just ran out of everything. He doesn't got it no more. He's killing all of our money right about now. I'm just looking forward to the season, and I'm so happy we have finally the Kansas City Chiefs have a franchise quarterback with Patrick Mahomes. Him and the chemistry with Tyree Kill is unbelievable. Hey, thanks for the phone call, Rosario. Sean, would you like to talk about uh, Rosario's comments about Justin Houston, your guy? No, I mean, he watched the game all the way from New York. I mean, I love, I love a fan, <laughs> uh, even from the East Coast, he, you know, from my coast right there. Uh, but he said, you know, he said what he, what he felt. Uh, the offense has definitely shown that it's going to have some wrinkles. It's going to have some difficulties, um, even without uh, Sammy Watkins playing a big role and, and uh, um, Kelsey playing a big role. Even, I mean, Hunt didn't play a big role, but um, they, they've, they've shown they can they can use one or two players and really uh, 
explode and put up 24, 20, you know, almost 30 points by only using one of the many weapons. Defensively, though, um, you, you see know, anything out of Justin Houston that makes you smile today? I think, I mean, overall, it was a, it was a tough game to probably evaluate if you're talking about just individual defensive guys. Um, you know, I, like I said, I would love to see a rotation get it going with the defense, right. um, keep them fresh. Because, you know, as sometimes you saw at the end of the game, Chris Jones taking the knee and trying to get get his win back before he had to pass rush again. It would be good to get some of those young you know, other guys in there just to, um, especially when the game is at that point where, you know, you, you know he's going to just, it's going to be a consistent pass rush every, every down. Um, you'd love to see some young guys get out there who are fresh and kind of get after it a little bit. Quick note about the defense, and I think that's a big part of this game. It didn't look great. You know, you have two of the three guys in the top cap hits of this team are Justin Houston and Eric Berry. And you're going to have to get some contribution from Justin Houston. You hope Eric Berry can get back on the field, but that may be why this defense struggled because they're so far up against the cap and they don't have a lot of money, and, and your big-ticket guys are really not contributing. 576-7610. That opens up a line for you, Rosario. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. 576-7610. Back to Olathe. Nick, you're on 610 Sports Radio. How's it going? Uh, first, I think we have great reason for optimism. Yes, the defense uh, was horrendous. It can use some work. Everybody in Kansas City knew that that was going to happen. <laughs> we got a realist. We have a realist. But let's say they put up 30 points today. Patrick Mahomes threw zero interceptions. They didn't even get Travis Kelsey and Kareem Hunt involved. That means that this offense has yet to even explode to its full potential yet. So that means that they could easily put 30 to 35 points up a week. So you're only asking that defense to maybe only give up 21, 24 points a game. And if they can't do that, they shouldn't be in the NFL. The, uh, the, the Kareem Hunt angle on this is interesting to me. 16 carries, 49 yards for a guy who led the league in rushing last year. I'm not saying I'm going to complain and scream and yell. They need to use him more and they're not going to be successful. Look, they barely used him and they scored 38 points. But isn't that weird? (laughs) Is it just weird? I mean, combined, he and Spencer Ware, 19 carries for, uh, you know, 70-some yards. If you saw last year, though, if you really study the Chiefs from a statistical standpoint, it it seemed like Reed game plan for a different one of his weapons each game like some games it was the Tyree kill game other games it was the Travis Kelsey game then they featured Kareem Hunt a little bit more so I, I it's hard for me I think at this after one game to be like okay Kareem's not the same player anymore it just maybe he wasn't as big a part of the game plan because of something they saw in the Chargers defense I mean I, obviously there was something there that said you know maybe we should use this guy Tyree kill quite a bit yeah, I mean that's and that's the I mean I think that's the beauty about having the amount of weapons Andy has at his disposal this game. I mean, uh, this year is going to be a very unique year. Um, you know, a, a year ago we didn't really understand who we had with um, Kareem. When Kareem was, you know, he wasn't even got slated to start, and so uh, that that whole Kareem uh, the Kareem Hunt package, I mean, it kind of got developed and evolved as the season went along. So we already kind of got that in our back pocket. That that can be something we can always flip back to. Um, but getting the, you know get, getting healed into the game as a as a true receiver, and we know we you know Kelsey has a package of getting the I mean we the ball got thrown to Kelsey a few times. He just um, was one, it overthrow. There was a drop. Yeah, and one one got punched out. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. I don't think it's anything for him to you know feel frustrated about. Six then, targets, one catch for Travis Kelsey. Uh, the targets were there, you know, like, so the opportunities were there. Um, so that, that that's always going to be uh, something they can go back to uh, when they need to in the future. What's chemistry take to build? How hard is that between a quarterback and every single member? Because you know, every quarterback has their guy. Right now it seems like Mahomes and Tyree Kill are on the same page. 
he has to build it with everybody else too. How hard is that to build? I mean, I, I think it's already there. I think it's just it, it's the way the plays are, you know, evolved. And, you know, certain certain plays have the primary receiver being different people, and so if, if you know, like like Pete said, if if, if this uh, play package got called to be kind of Tyreek Hill's week, and obviously every time they went to Hill, it was kind of, I mean, it was there. It, yeah. and it, it was, it it was, was big play, big play after big play. And then, they didn't. They didn't. Uh, the Chargers' defense didn't change anything to make us stop going to Tyreek Hill. The thing that's scary, I think, with the offensive weapons, and it makes Chiefs' offense so scary, and basically the team as whole as so scary, is Travis Kelsey offers a very particular skill set. So when you can get him going, it's very hard to defend him. Mm. Now with Tyreek Hill on that slant route early in the game, if you have two or three steps of room, if you're Tyree Kill, you are gone. Yeah. So if they can get him a little bit of room, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you have these defenses now all worried, all concerned, that they're, they're putting their attention on Tyree Kill, guess what? Guess who's open? Travis Kelsey. And then Kelsey gets going, and then all of a sudden Sammy can get going. I don't think we saw all of that complete chemistry today, but it's game one. I mean, if you can get that going by game 16, maybe you finally can do something in the postseason. They, uh, they mentioned it on the broadcast. As soon as Tyreek Hill touches the football, there's a gasp. It, it doesn't matter if it's, on a, if it's on a comeback route, a dig route. It doesn't matter if it's on a punt return. There's that. <laughs> I, I, I gasped when he landed on his neck. Right. Today. <laughs> That's yeah. what I guess. But you know what I mean, Sean? Like, every time you touch they mentioned it on TV. As soon as he touches the ball, it's like, okay, how much space is around him? Everybody take a deep breath. Yeah, because, I mean, it doesn't – usually with a receiver or with a, a good uh, elite receiver, any kind of offensive threat, it takes a few missed tackles for them to, you know, create a 25, 30-yard explosion. With Tyreek Hill, it doesn't even take a missed a miss tackle. No. If you take the wrong angle, you don't have to miss a tackle. You just take the wrong angle and he'll outrun you. One step wrong, the wrong way. And it's, and it's you know, like you say, peace, see you later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shoot you the deuce. Five seven six seven six ten. plenty of lines open. You want to jump in. Chiefs over the Chargers. 38-28. Dan and Casey K, hang right there. You're our leadoff hitter coming up next. Also, perhaps the reason why uh, Kareem Hunt didn't get the ball. I may have got the primary reason, and I'll tell you what it is next. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big-time players make big-time plays. 610 Sports Radio. You've heard a lot about radio going away with satellite, streaming services, podcasts, but the reality is, for the first time since television was invented, radio is the number one reach medium in the United States, reaching 93% of Americans each week. That's an all-time high. That's 9% more than people reached by smartphone. And millennials aren't staying away. They're driving listenership. 40 million more millennials listen to the radio than all satellite listeners combined. Over 9 in 10 millennials are listening to radio. We're proud to have you listening more than ever and listening to 610 Sports Radio. Phone number as always 576-7610 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Post game show rolling along Former Chief Sean Barber Pete Sweeney from from ArrowheadPride.com I'm Mike Wickett 576-7610 Before we get to a special guest Let's bring on Dan and Casey K Who's been very patient And we appreciate that Dan Go ahead the floor is yours Hi Mike Hi Pete by the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. What a game, and what a game by Tyreek Hill. I think the defense c- c- will be playing much better next week when Eric Berry comes back. Let's take care of the Steelers. Take care, guys. See you, buddy. Appreciate that. 576-7610. Also, you can text in 69306 on the Pepper Jack Skrill Famous Philly text line and on Twitter at Arrowhead Pride, hashtag AP610. Joining us right now, you hear him weekdays from 10 until 2 right here on 610 Sports Radio, Josh Vern, you're one half of Show and Vern. Hey, Vern, what's up, man? 
What's going on, boys? Big dub today. Big win for the Chiefs. 38-28. First takeaway that you uh, came from or came away with out of this football game on offense. Does it start and end with Tyreek Hill? Now, I, to me, it's bigger than Tyreek Hill. I think it's about Andy Reid. I, I, because, look, we were all excited about Patrick Mahomes because of the arm strength, of course, for men. I've seen and we've all seen a lot of quarterbacks with big arms and a high ceiling that land in the wrong circumstance, land in the wrong marriage with the wrong coach, and never fully grow into that quarterback that many people thought they would coming out of college. Patrick Mahomes married to that offensive mind that is Andy Reid, I think, um, not only was on display today, um, but Man, when I look at the play calling from Andy Reid, you know, Tyreek Hill, of course, the numbers say a lot with Tyreek Hill, but the Sherman touchdown, the plays inside the five-yard line, the creativity of Andy Reid gives this team an edge darn near each and every Sunday, and I think Andy Reid was the biggest difference maker today. Josh, as you break down this game, Pete Sweeney here, Josh, of course, does a great job on, on Vernon's show. Uh, as you break this game, da- as you break this day, uh, game down, uh, what did you make of this Chiefs defense? Well, the defense. Well, I, I like what the front seven could be. I like what the defensive line did in spurts early on, but the secondary is what we thought it was going to be. I'm not going to act as if I am angered by it. Um, but I'm also one that views this season, this 2018, as more of an investment into 2019. Allow Patrick Mahomes to really get his feet wet in the NFL, and I think you'll really see uh, the Chiefs return to prominence next year. I say that all the while understanding they just went into Los Angeles and took a game from the team that many people thought was going to win this AFC West. No, the secondary, even if a return of Eric Derry is forthcoming, I don't expect him back next season or next, next week, even if he is, though, I think you're always going to be susceptible on the outside with the core of cornerbacks that this team has. The onus, in my opinion, and I heard Sean mention it earlier, I would love to see a more of a, a rotation, more speaks and passing, you know, mixing in there with Ford and Houston, keeping that pressure up, keeping those outside linebackers fresh, uh, because that, to me, is the only way these cornerbacks are going to be able to do their job is if that front seven is uh, pressuring the quarterback like they were able to do for the most part today. At least the defensive line, I thought, was able to do that, forcing the Chargers to uh, really start to rely on that screen pass. I kind of tend to agree with you when it comes to this team as a complete team. It seems, obviously, very strong out of the gate offensively, but there are some question marks regarding the defense. But what was different to me today, at least in game one, is what Mahomes brought because he gave you the feeling of a quarterback who could lead a team at least to the playoffs. And we've seen too many times in the playoffs where any team that's in the dance could make a run. Did you change your mind about 18 and what it could be just based upon Mahomes' play as well? I, I, I feel like I did. I just was wondering if you caught that as well. I mean, that, that play that he made third quarter, I think it was a, a third and seven, third and something. He's rolling to his right and threw a laser beam to Tyree Kill that, with all due respect, and I appreciate everything that Alex Smith meant to this organization, I think Alex one-hops that uh, <laughs> to Tyree Kill. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, the thing that has encouraged me, and I, maybe I was there prior to this game, 
Um, because of the growth and the maturity, the headiness that I saw from him throughout the preseason, the unwillingness to get down on himself, the, uh, the patience that he showed, I think, is very uh, unique to a guy that is basically a rookie. I didn't see him force it. You know, we, we always hear the comparisons with Brett Favre and the gunslingers of years past. Uh, to me, what, what makes a gunslinger a gunslinger is even if they make a mistake, they're going to come right back and do it again. Mahomes, to me, doesn't fit the gunslinger uh, moniker because, no, he, he never loses confidence. He's willing to go right back at you. Uh, but he learns, and we talked about this back on Friday, he learns from his mistakes. That, to me, that's the headiness that I need to see in the NFL for my starting quarterback. So, uh, to me... What gave me hope for 2018 today was just picking up that win, going into your arch rival's home, dominating them while they shoot themselves in the foot endlessly. To pick up that win, you are now in the driver's seat in this division because we know what the Chiefs are going to do when the games are at Arrowhead, and Oakland and Denver don't scare me. So to get that win, that coupled with, the, the unique weapons that Andy Reid has at his disposal, this offense can carry you to a 9-7 and seven division title. It's, it's more than possible. This win, to me, that, this is the ultimate launching pad. Talk with Josh Vernier. Vern, no Bosa, nobody on the other side, a, a, a suspension for one of their defensive tackles. Casey Hayward had a late, a late training camp hamstring issue. Trevor Williams was out with an ankle injury. This Chargers defense started three rookies. How much credit do we not give, and how much more credit do we need to give to Andy Reid to scout that and say, all right, you got all this, all these issues in their secondary. I know we have the league's leading rusher in Kareem Hunt from a year ago, but I see places to exploit. I'm going to have Pat Mahomes throw the ball, and we're going to go after these young guys and these banged-up players. Yeah, and that is, again, why... You know, next to Bill Belichick, who the case can be made is the greatest football coach of all time, you know, Andy Reid is right now hoping to have hitched his wagon to Patrick Mahomes, and Mahomes has the ability to take Andy Reid to Canton, Ohio, has a chance to take him to the Hall of Fame. Um, with, and it's not just that Patrick Mahomes has weapons, but the unique nature of those weapons, right? There's no one really likes. Tyreek Hill in the league. You also have the league's leading rusher. You have the best tight end in the league, and you have a solid receiver in Sammy Watkins. Just like we always gloss Bill Belichick for taking away one of the strengths of the opposition, right? Every time you tune in a Patriots game, you know one of the big names on the opposition's offense will be eliminated by the scheming of Bill Belichick. You guys hit on it earlier. You know, I believe, Moving forward this season, there will be one mismatch because of the unique nature of these weapons that Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid has at their disposal. There will be one mismatch, and I don't know how many offensive minds I would rather have in the NFL because I know Andy Reid, week in and week out, will find a way to exploit that. And that, because, again, of the unique nature, Hill, Kelsey, and Hunt have the ability to single-handedly beat you with the headiness and the calm and patient nature of that 22-year-old under center, it is a very exciting uh, opener to the season as to what this offense could be. If this is their debut and they're only going to gel and get better moving forward, 
Uh, we're going to have an outstanding fall and winter here in Kansas City. Vern, what do you got coming up on the show tomorrow to talk more Chiefs? I'm sure Bill Moss will be, Bill Moss will be fired up. Yeah, looking forward to talk to uh, Bill Moss. Uh, also, I know Ron, I had to let him go right before I jumped on with you guys. He is uh, the comparison that Ron has for Tyreek Hill. Uh, I don't know if anybody else has, has made this correlation of what Tyreek Hill is in today's NFL. We'll have that starting up at 10 o'clock. I can just wait for it. Tyreek Hill is a jar of mustard, and then he'll scream, and you'll be convinced <laughs> that Tyreek Hill is a jar of mustard. Vern, always good to talk to you, man. Thank you. See you later. Uh, Josh Vern, you're one half of Show and Vern, 10 to 2 weekdays here on 610 Sports Radio. Vern and Steven Serta do a fantastic job. <laughs> do they? On that do show. they? Yeah. I, I love Serta. I love Ron the show, man. Yeah. yeah. I know that you, you guys don't get along. All right, coming up, we'll get back to the phone calls. We want to hear more from you. Are you as fired up as Vern was? 576-7610. 576-7610. We want to hear from you. We'll hear from Andy Reid. Also, some of these big-time plays by Tyreek Hill. You'll hear them next. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big time players make big time plays. 610 Sports Radio. Drew Kayser punting. The dangerous Tyree Kill. Backpedaling. Handles the sun. Hill finds an opening. Tyree Kill to the outside. Blazing speed, Tyreek Hill electrifying 91 yards for the touchdown. Ian Eagle on CBS, glad to have you back here on the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Mike Wickett, Pete Sweeney, the former chief linebacker. Sean is with, did I just skip your last name? Is that what I just, Sean Barber is with us. I don't know why I just skipped your last name. Uh, Sean Barber is with us. We're on a first name basis, it's cool. I mean, I've known you for like seven hours, so we're good. We're We're, good. We're good. Uh, When Tyreek Hill was was starting out on that punt return, did you think it was going to be one of those where you're like, oh, he's got a butt? He created his own space. You know, the crazy thing about that is the the whole environment um, playing on the road, it sounded like that was a home game. When you when you watching that crowd, you see all this red behind the you know you you watching the red in the stands, and you like where is this game being played at? Why are there so many Chiefs fans there, and why is the, the fan the crowd is so crazy for Tyreek Hill? Um, I think I think Pete said it earlier, man. Like 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 Tyreek Hill is becoming a national brand right now. He's he's developing. You're seeing the growth of a of a young man who's uh, excited, electric. You know, it definitely has speed and quickness, but he's 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 becoming a well rounded. Uh, receiving all the in all in all, um, and his return game is just uh, that might would put him above some of these other guys. Pete, maybe you know the answer to this, and we're going to go right to the phones at five seven six seven six ten. Pete, maybe you do know the answer to this. Why hasn't San Diego figured out how fast Tyreek Hill is and, and done anything? Because it seems like he has big plays against that squad every single game. I think that's the great thing about Tyreek Hill for this team right now is I think people are starting to realize the dangerousness of what he can potentially do, and I don't think they could stop it. I mean, if you look at that slant route today, for example, the Chargers had four or five guys surrounding him, and he just ran away from them. I don't know if the NFL speed-wise has ever seen anything like this, maybe less Deshaun Jackson potentially, and and even then, I, I, I think Tyreek Hill might be a better player than Deshaun Jackson. I mean, there were some guys back in the day, Bullet Bob Hayes, and, you know, we can go, we can play name your favorite fast player, but 
this guy is another level. Well, it, it showed in the catch he made today too. That was a that was a difficult catch to make where he where he high pointed it and then fell on his head, which was unfortunate. I thought he might have been concussed. I thought it, it was a concussion. He, he came, too. He came yeah. back in the game, yeah. but he's a receiver as well, and I think that's the crazy thing, and especially at his height, it's an ama- he's an amazing athlete. And I, the Chiefs are are were I mean, they went out on a limb to draft this guy when John Dorsey was still here, and they paid that risk, if you want to call it that, paid off. Let's go right back to the phones. Five seven six seven six ten. Chiefs over the Chargers, thirty eight twenty eight. And Glenn is with us in Philadelphia. Glenn, did you watch the game at Big Charlie's Saloon? Of course, I watched the game at Big Charlie's. There we go. We knew it. The Chiefs bar in Philadelphia. How was it? Of course, it? that's where I'm at every Sunday. I'm either at Arrowhead or I'm at Big Charlie's. Wow, I was going to say you might be there every Wednesday and Thursday and Friday too, huh? Nah, nah. <laughs> What'd you think, Glenn? PD, let me tell you something first. Before I love what you've done with AP since you took over. You 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 done some good stuff over there. We appreciate. I, that. I oh, sense you. a butt coming. Oh no. No 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 no. That's just how it's starting. I just need to tell you that because AP started the slack over the last uh, year year or two. But you took over. Th- things are only up and up. Thank you very much. You, appreciate Pete that. Sweeney, your brother calling <laughs> so, uh, in from Philadelphia. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I, I think the front seven looked much much better. Um, there was a couple latches, but overall, I think. I think Hitch made plenty of plays that, that we wanted DJ to make last year. Um, the corners were okay. We, we gave up a couple plays on the corners, but I'll be honest with you, I think the safeties are, are the biggest concern to me. I thought Parker made a couple plays, but the, the drops that are, I think are going to get brushed over, like they didn't happen, but they had a couple you know deep drops. It could have been touchdowns. The whole game would have been different. I think deep safety play was a, was a big deal, and uh, I think it's going to get swept under the rug because we won. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be the big concern. And thanks for the phone call, man. I appreciate you checking in from Philadelphia. Five seven six seven six ten. I, I, the, I guess the question comes up. Let me back myself up. Would you agree with this opening statement? Not the one about your website looking great. <laughs> Are you? Well, let's talk a little bit more. No, no <laughs> more about me and my greatness. No, 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 no. the front seven. He said looked much better. I'd like to find out if the both of you agree. Did the front seven look much better this time out? I thought it was formidable. I thought it was solid. I, nothing jumped out to me maybe other than the play of D Ford that was anything I didn't really expect. I expected the run game to be better. I mean, the run defense to be better. That's They went out and did that. I, I Hitchens is a well-regarded player because of the things we saw today. I was never really opposed to that move of getting Hitchens. I think that was a, a need. I, I mean, if you look at the two big signings, it's Watkins and Hitchens. I don't love the Watkins signing. I've always loved the Hitchens signing. I think you saw why today. He was making DJ-style plays, as Glenn alluded to, out on the field, and the Chiefs needed it. I mean, last year, the run defense wasn't good. They fixed the problem. It seems that way. Front seven's not going to be the problem. Secondary is going to be the problem. I like the front seven. I don't think it had a, this game where I'm going to jump out the window outstanding. This is fantastic, but it was solid, and and they did what they needed to, to, to get this victory, and, uh, and I think that was good. You agree, Sean? Uh, definitely. You know, uh, replacing DJ, replacing Tom Bali. Uh, you know, getting some younger uh, hitters in there to, to come off Breland and Hitchens and, you know, now Reggie Ragland's in there. And he's, like we said, we, we said this during the game, Reggie's going to get better and better each week. Uh, as, as his legs and everything can acclimate it to playing the whole game instead of just playing, a, you know, a few, few snaps at practice or the preseason. Um, he's going to be the leader of that defense. That front seven's going to listen to him. They're going to go with him. Uh, Hitchens is a hit man. I mean, Hitchens going, when he, when, when he targets in and focuses up, he'll, he'll put your lights out of his. 
if uh, if he gets a straight hit on you. And then he'll get fined and get suspended for a game in today's NFL. Sometimes it's worth it. Depending <laughs> on, <you know? laughs> Early in the game, man, you put that hit on the right person, man, and sometimes it's worth it. Um, but it's, it's overall it's a front seven. I think that that, that group is going to evolve week in and week out, just get better and better and better. Um, young guys get some snaps. They they start getting integrated in that, that, that front seven, man. I think that's going to easily be – uh, the high point of the defense. I think it's kind of what we expected for the Chiefs this season, and we saw it today. It might be a microcosm of how this season is going to go. It's going to be shootout games where if you can play just well enough, you're going to win football games. I mean, the offense scored 38 points today. The defense led up 28. It could have been more than that. I mean, there were drops and drops and drops in the first half of the Chargers. It could have been closer than that. To me, what you found out today was what you needed to find, mm-hmm. find out if the Chiefs are going to be successful, and that is, yes, Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill can keep up with the defense that's going to give up a lot of points. And that is the other end of the question. If the front seven is improved, like you guys both agree, can that, how much can that make up for a secondary that without Eric Berry right now, and who knows what else the rest of this is going to look like as we get through the beginning of the season here, can, can that help out covering up the ugliness in the secondary? Um, I, I definitely think so. I just there's not many teams in the NFL that are that committed to the run. Um, you just don't, you don't find teams that line up and run the ball like Jacksonville does. Um, the majority. And, and by the way, Fournette pulled his hamstring. He he was uh, he left the game early today. All right. Well, that, that's that may be one less team. Now. <laughs> <laughs> and then there were zero. And then there was zero. So I mean, the the necessity to have guys, you know, this dominant, you know, uh, run stopping. Uh, front seven is something that's kind of a little, uh, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's not really true. It's not something that's needed to be successful. Um, you would like to be able to do it when, when a team is trying to, you know, burn some clock on you. But in the scenario of, of our offense, it just, we, I don't see many times where we're going to be needing to uh, catch up from behind and stuff. I mean, the, the offense is going to be set to go out early and put up points, put up plays, attack vertically, not horizontally. And we don't have to be in a position to, you know, uh, get after the quarterback. And I think our defense is kind of built that way. Chiefs win. Your phone calls, your thoughts, your reactions. What did you see? Do you agree with these guys about the front? And, of course, we'll get to the secondary, too. Chad and Lee Summit, you're next up on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Chad? Hey, not much. I've said it once again, and my buddy and I have said it once again. Justin Houston is not right. How does Philip Rivers go back 43 times and we don't even touch that quarterback? Justin Houston is not right. That leg is not right. He's not what the once the player that he once was. I know he's had the injury, but he's injured. I say, and if Eric Berry doesn't play the whole year, at the end of this year, Eric Berry and Justin Houston are done in Kansas City. You're going to take that money and you're going to go give it to Tyreek Hill. And you better go jump up because there's no free agent pass rushers out there. They don't come along a free agency. You better give up some draft picks to go jump up and get a good pass rusher. If there's one out there like the kid from the defensive end from Cleveland, everybody says he's that good. There's a guy out there in Denver, like something like coming out of there for 58 out there, that if he's that good, you better go get it because you're making this offense turn defense is one-dimensional to play the Kansas City Chiefs. you got to, you got to put points up. Look what – can you tell me one good defensive player for New England? Does it jump across your page? No. And why can't – why can't – and Sutton, I'm done. I'm done with Sutton. I mean, come <laughs> on. I mean, he, 
New England, they don't got any standout guys. They don't got any standout guys. So you can't fix that? 500 yards? Come on. I mean, you got to fix that problem. And and if it's not getting fixed, you got to find a new defensive coordinator, too. And and I've heard about all these blitz packages when we first came over here that they had all this and that. We don't blitz. We just sit back and, and, and don't break. So they got to find a pass rusher. Houston's done. It's not coming from him. You know, they want hey, Chad. I, I, Chad, are you in a good mood today? Oh, I, I, I am. I love her. I'm a diehard. We've seen this song and dance before. Good enough to get you there, but right. good enough to get you knocked out in the first round. Maybe New England, maybe Pittsburgh. Now you can have the quarterback because. I, I don't you can know. always I, name I don't... the top. You can you can name the top four quarterbacks that are going to be in the playoffs every year. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger. The top four. It goes on and on and on. Now we may have a kid there. He he, he did some good things. That offense is good. I'm not taking away from any of that. But as a Chiefs fan, we've seen it. We've seen it. All right. Hey, Chad. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. To Chad's point, and this is at least the Chiefs thinking as of right now, they felt like they already went out and got a pass rusher in this draft. They really believe in turning Breland Speaks into that next guy. Yeah, it's true. And D Ford, to me, uh, he's gone after this year. He's on a contract here. He's going to play well enough, as you've seen, to not be able to keep him because you're not going to want to pay him after his performance here for the last, what, five, six years or whatever it's been. Um, and even if he went and played spectacular. It's going to be too expensive. And if he didn't have a great year, you'd let him go anyway. So D Ford's done after this year. So he still got Houston and, and then you have Breland speaks and to know Passano seems like he's coming along as well. I don't know if the chiefs necessarily go up and get him. I think what they really need is really another star in the secondary to replace what you lost in Marcus Peters. Again, Kendall Fuller is there. He's young. He's very good. You need someone legit. And Steve Nelson had a decent game today. I like what I saw from Steve Nelson aside from that play. I mean, that's without looking at any all 22 or anything like that. But you're still going to need some depth in the secondary. Sean? I agree. Pete, Pete's right on point with uh, the the analysis on the defense as far as money-wise. Um, you get us to a situation with a guy who hasn't performed in two or three years, and it comes up to their contract year, and they, they have to realize they're going to perform great in order to price themselves pretty much out of – Current, out of Kansas City, <laughs> out of the current city, just because I mean we we've already seen what the the you know the other years have brought, and so you let them go and wish them well. I mean, but that, that's the nature of the game. Um, you, you want guys to you know grow and become better players. Um, hopefully you try to work out deals with them before they become great, so you can keep them around for some of those great years. But in certain scenarios, that just doesn't you know that timeline doesn't fit with everybody's programming. You know, D Ford has been unfortunately he's been fighting that injury bug for a few years, and now he's healthy. Hopefully he'll help us win this year. Here's Andy Reid on D Ford after today's win. I thought D Ford did a nice job. It's you know that's a it's unique to have two guys because Justin's good too. So if you're gonna double Justin, then then you got to deal with D. And uh, D had the one sack, but he was around the quarterback. I thought quite a little bit. And um, so you know, and then there are gonna be games where Justin is doing that and they're working to D. So it's a it's a good good situation happened mean, we were still able to give those guys a blow with the young guys get them in and get them some snaps between 57 91 92 i mean they all got they all got snaps in there would you agree with chad that because i mean that that contradicts what chad said about justin houston he said justin houston's not right he's still injured that leg andy reed saying he got doubled that's why d ford had success justin houston in this offseason we've said it before but he said he's as healthy as he's ever been and this is the guy who like talks all the time 
So I bought into it, and I'm not ready to call it for Justin Houston quite yet on this year. And you got to take a closer look at the game. I'm doing a million things when I'm watching this game. I'm running the website. I'm taking notes for the show, whatever like that. Hilarious tweeting. Yeah, hilarious tweeting. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> uh, but you don't know for sure exactly what happened. I mean, he could have been being double teamed, and we maybe I didn't catch it the first time. But I, I for for what it's worth, I just it's one game, and so you, you're going to come away with a lot of things from this initial game. But it's such a small sample size. Like we, this game is just not going to decide define the 2018 campaign for Justin Houston. I think there's still time to do that, and you got to take a closer look at what exactly happened. Yeah, if you stay tuned to this, you know, Arrowhead Pride, Arrow, Arrowhead Pride radio program, especially during the week, you find out different times we break down different segments of the team, different phases of the organization, different, you know, all different aspects. So at some point in time, we'll talk about uh, detailed what we saw as far as D Ford and Houston in the pass rush. We'll talk about the secondary guys. Uh, once we have a chance to break it down from the all 22 look, um, everybody, the, the entire staff, I mean, we have a great support staff that breaks down things. We we got we got something called the Arrowhead Pride Nerd Squad, and we have a defensive. <laughs> we got a we got a little staff title on our staff. His name is Craig Stout. He's the defense and beer analyst. They go together. Yeah, they do. Drinks beer. Watches a lot of film. I'm sure during the middle of the week we'll have Craig on with uh, our website with his breakdown, and you'll get to find out whether or not Justin Houston really did struggle in this game. Arrowheadpride.com. Arrowheadpride.com. If you're on hold, we'll get to you. Claude, David, our boy Reggie out in uh, Anaheim is on hold as well. We'll get to everybody you want to jump in. Lines are open. Chiefs over the Chargers week one, 38-28. Mahomes, four touchdown passes in his QB1 debut. 576-7610. Text in at 69306. We'll get to more of your calls coming up next right here on 610 Sports Radio. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big-time players make big-time plays. 610 Sports Radio. Next time on Fesco in the Morning. We will have one big game under our belts, so of course we'll be ready to make some definitive overreactions to how this 2018 Chiefs season will go. Former Chief Ryan Lilja will give us his thoughts on the Chiefs at 7.30. A big celebrity Chiefs fan will join us at 8 o'clock. Be listening at 6.15 and 8.15 for your chance to win Smokehouse Barbecue, plus call the jam for Royals tickets at 7.20. Fesco in the Morning. Weekdays 6 to 10 on 610 Sports Radio. Former baseball pitcher, that's where everybody thought his future was, just like his dad, Pat Mahomes, spent 11 years pitching in the major leagues. Oh, the swing to Tyreek Hill, and look out, Tyreek Hill, game-breaking speed, touchdown, Kansas City. It's Ian Eagle over on CBS. Glad to have you right here on 610 Sports Radio on the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Chiefs over the Chargers, 38-28, Mike Wicked along with ArrowheadPride.com editor-in-chief Pete Sweeney, the former chief linebacker. Sean Barber is here. Also, uh, Andy Reid speaking afterwards, talking about that guy, the cheetah, who took two to the house today. Yeah, no, he does a, he does a nice job. He's fast and he's quick, and uh, he's surrounded by some good guys, so uh, it's hard to double him. And, uh, and then you have Kelsey, um, who they've spent a lot of time taking, trying to take out of the game there. Um, and so, uh, you know... And then you have Sammy. So, and then Chris stepped up, and he had a couple plays. And um, so there, there are people around him uh, where they just can't put him as the primary focus. Andy Reid reading his roster to the media, right to the phones at five seven six seven six ten. Claude, you're on at six ten Sports Radio. What's up, Claude? Hey, what's going on? Yep. Um, just kind of looking at the whole thing and feeling the the words the other guys are saying, like 
coming on. I think there's a little too much doom and gloom about the defense. I think we heard ad nauseum over the offseason from national media and local guys about how good this Chargers team was supposed to be, uh, how good they're going to be. And so I think it was expected that the Chiefs were going to give a point. I mean, we only gave up 28 points to them when it could have been 35, 42, if those, you know, two players had made those catches earlier. Um, you know, and we're making patchwork with the, with the secondary and everything like that. And Philip Rivers is also one of the best quarterbacks in the league as far as getting that ball out super fast. So the, the, the low amount of sacks, I think the only one was D4 earlier in the game. Um, can't be looked at like a heavy negative against Justin Houston because Philip Rivers is just so good at getting the ball out. I think this defense is going to be middle of the pack, uh, maybe even maybe top 15. Uh, I just think there's too, too much doom and gloom right now based on that performance, based against a team that was that's supposed to be really, really good that people thought we were just going to outright win the division. So that's all I wanted to say. Claude, appreciate your optimism, or as they call it at arrowheadpride.com, Bob Sativity. That's right. Um I understand you're happy about the win, and I don't think you need to focus on the negatives today. If you're a Chiefs fan, I say this, enjoy it. That was a great game, and you have a quarterback of the future. It really seems that way. But if you watch that game and think the secondary is fine, then you don't know what you're talking about because it just isn't. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's a you know, from a fan standpoint, I mean, I think it, the, you gotta enjoy the win. You want, yeah, you want to, you want to enjoy the game, but then from a realist. You know, from a more of a football analyst standpoint, you, you realize that, that that's not going to get it done week in and week out. You know, Tyreek Hill. I mean, he, he had enough highlights for you know midseason wide receiver to, of, of the of the year so far with just in one game. Um, but on the other hand, we we saw some things happen from the Chargers where certain releases that caused problems, um, stack releases. Uh, one time, you know. Uh, uh, Keenan Allen, he kind of went in and out and got you know got got Fuller and kind of going over the top too much. I'm um, not you know not not being true to his leverage. He pulls that outside leverage on that one. He you know over overruns it and then they're able to throw it outside. So um, and then multiple times when we're in a you know a safer defense, the the amount of times the the running backs just on simple checkdowns went for you know plus 15 yards or 14 to 30 you know double digits on a checkdown. Uh, with, with the linebackers or whoever uh, con- converging on them for, the, you, you would love to see your defenses be able to hold those to like six yard gains, seven yard gains, even you know, because the ball is coming out so so fast, you don't need to get so much depth. Um, and then on the back end, just you know, when you're trying to keep a team uh, from throwing a deep ball and you're giving up still, you know, uh, twelve yard outs or fifteen yard outs, that's just not that's not sound. That's not something that. You know, you want to you want to force them to to have to take checkdowns, five yard plays, and then you rally up to get them for like eight yard gains and make them work their way all the way down the field, not give up a you know twelve yard touchdown or something like that because uh, one of your guys gets shook at the line. So overall, you can be happy with the overall experience, right. the overall performance, but there's so much growth that can be done, so many you know um, so much uh, leverage and technique, technical uh, and fundamental stuff that can be done on the defensive side of the ball. I think. All in all, you just get really excited about what this team can be if the defensive guys start to come around just even a little bit. To me, it, and I said this to you guys off air while we we're watching the game, you look at the New England Patriots and their definition of success, whether you like it or not, they are the dynasty of, our, of this generation, right? You look at them when they enter the playoffs. More times than not, they're usually a well-oiled machine. Hmm. I didn't see that in the Chiefs today. Again, it's game one. I, you maybe don't expect that, especially with the young team. But you want to see, by the time the playoffs comes around, a well-oiled machine. 
38 points. There were there were some mistakes the Chiefs made. It, it could have been 50 points. And yeah. the Patriots didn't look great today. I mean, no. they struggled with Houston. No, but by, I, by the time you get to November and December, that's what you want to You want to be ready. Yes. Mistake-free football. Didn't see that on either side of the football today. You're happy for the win, but you, you got to get to da- dance. But a- along the way, you learn the things that make you better. I think there is not going to be a team, you know, from Thursday night's craptastic game that everybody watched because football was back to all the games today to the Packers and Bears tonight, to the two tomorrow night on Monday Night Football, it's week one. Because of the limited practice schedule, because they can't hit, it's like nobody is really fully ready until we get to October. This is like a fifth preseason game in a lot of aspects, especially if you're on the Chargers end and you saw so many mistakes be made today. This was a fifth preseason game. Yeah, You can go game by game. Even the vaulted Jaguar defense did as the the, the standard bearer for defenses gave up like a 70, 80-yard Scamper to you know, Saquon Barkley down the sideline. That dude has the biggest legs I have ever <laughs> seen in my life. Oh my god! But you just don't expect that from them, right? So they're they're not playing at playoff level right now. So everybody has some uh, some film study to do. Everybody has some tweaking to do. Uh, believe you me, um, I think a year ago the Patriots gave up 540 yards the first week or something like that. It was averaging giving up 500 yards every game for the first month of football until they got it together. So. Um, I'm 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 happy with what I see so far. I know there's a room to grow, and so I know the guys will go back to Arrowhead and get to work and get ready for uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's go to Reggie out in Anaheim. Reggie, what's up, man? Thanks for calling in. Yeah, man. Hey, uh, I got three quick points. Uh, shout out to the Chiefs LA group out here in uh, Los Angeles, California. As y'all seen from the television, uh, red and gold shut down Carson, California. Are you really sure that game wasn't played in Missouri? Because, my God, there was so much red in that crowd. No, <laughs> so I'm over here. My girlfriend lives in Carson. I'm watching it with her mom. She was like, is that a home game for y'all? I said, it might as well be. I mean, we, we, we run L.A. You know what I'm saying? Kansas City runs L.A. Uh, second quick point to uh, to your previous point about the defense. Um, I, I, I'm glad that we definitely won. I think Patrick Mahomes. Is, is showing and proving that he definitely is the uh, the franchise quarterback we've been looking for. But let's not kid ourselves, man. I mean, the Chargers dropped two for sure touchdowns that were hit that hit him right in the hand. So, you know, had they not gifted us a couple of those plays, that game probably would have turned out uh, a little bit differently. So, I, you know, I'm still concerned with the secondary. I think this game is exactly what we what we thought. We, we knew the offense was explosive. Right. Knew the front seven. Uh, is much improved, but on the back end, man, there was just too many times guys were just running, you know, free range through the uh, through the defensive backfield with without a guy within four or five yards on them. And next week we play Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh, so you know that's going to be a, a much different, uh, much more difficult task. But I'm glad with the win. I'm still concerned about the defensive secondary, but. Uh, but all in all, man, you can't be mad with a with a good win like this to start the year. Hey Reggie, as always, we appreciate when you call in. I don't know if next week is going to be all that much more difficult. Pittsburgh tied Cleveland today. They played to a tie. They're, that means they're they're going to be hungry. Right, week, right, 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 right. He's right, though. Reggie's correct because the Steelers, they don't have one Keenan Allen. They have two Keenan Allens because Antonio Brown and my guy Juju are no joke. So Stud. it's going to be another shootout next week. I mean, if nothing changes, which I don't expect to, why would it at this point? And that's what it's going to be all year. Mahomes has got to come out every single drive and make the most of it if the Chiefs are going to be 9-7 and seven or better. Let's go uh, talk with, uh, oh, just dropped, 576-7798. Lines are free. You want to jump in. Also, you can text in uh, to the Pepper Jacks Grill famous Philly text line. 
877-867-6906. Use the hashtag AP610 on Twitter at Arrowhead Pride. But the Chiefs win, 38-28. Your reaction, more from head coach Andy Reid, plus you're going to hear from quarterback Patrick Mahomes, his thoughts on his first win as the man. That's coming up next. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big-time players make big-time plays. 610 Sports Radio. What if I told you there was a website that was a one-stop shop for all of your Kansas City Chiefs news? What if I told you that site provided headlines, two-minute updates, film reviews, hot takes, Chiefs videos, and more? What if I told you there was no Chiefs website on the planet that updated their site more often? All Chiefs all the time. Arrowheadpride.com. Mahomes, flip it, Tyreek Hill, waltzes in for the touchdown, into the bag of tricks, and a backward flip for the flexible Hill. All right, so that gets counted as a touchdown pass, right? Because he flipped the ball three inches forward as Hill was coming by. That's a touchdown pass, right? That was a touchdown run. But Pat Mahomes will get get credit for throwing four, including two of those, one more to Tyreek Hill. Sometimes you need to pad your stats a little bit. <laughs> and my man, Patty did that. Uh, Pat did that. Tyree Kill did that. Making fantasy owners very happy. Fantasy owners not they thrilled. They all count. Well, fantasy owners not thrilled with Kareem Hunt. Or Is Travis it, Kelsey. Or Travis Kelsey. But again, we go back to that game planning thing. And we were talking about, you know, going after the weaknesses of this team. And, and there were so many issues in the secondary for the Chargers. We talk about the Chiefs secondary a lot. Chargers secondary yeah. had issues as well, so they decided to use, you know, to, to, to focus on on Tyreek Hill. And heck, your boy Sam Watkins caught some passes today. Sean made a nice, he made a nice catch, couple of catches today. Hey man, early on I told you over, over, over. I was I was on all the overs. <laughs> I feel I feel like I'm. Uh, uh, You're on the over under. You're on the over of. 0.5 catches for Sammy Watkins. Yeah. You, you had at least one. I, 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 was I went under. I went, I went under. He showed me. <laughs> he can he, catch the ball. He had a nice catch. I just, I don't know if he's worth the money, but we don't have to dive you down that rabbit hole right now. Three catches for what? Uh, 40 yards? 35 yards for, uh, for for Sam Watkins today? Good day. Great three, day. Three catches, 21 yards. I'll take it. Your second receiver today. My man. <laughs> Anthony, put your sausage on the table. Sherman. One reception, 36 yards, and a touchdown. Two touchdowns in two games, two regular season games. Because last year, Anthony Sherman, week 17, had a touchdown. Back-to-back games with the touchdown. Mahomes has the time, delivers, perfectly downfield. Anthony Sherman, touchdown. Patrick Mahomes with a rope. That play in itself was amazing. If you watched that play where he started, he scanned the field, and then you watched his eyes go left. And that thing, it wasn't a rocket, but you know there are guys that can throw the ball just high enough with enough momentum. Most quarterbacks, that ball gets tipped, it lollipops, whatever. It was just the right trajectory to get over the receiver's outstretched hands and then fall into Sherman. For the sausage party. (laughs) All around Kansas City. A sausage party. That was one of the most impressive throws of the game, and I think it gets over, you know, overlooked because of all the other things that Pat Mahomes did. But I thought that was one of the most impressive things that I that I had seen. He's good. I we've seen it now, week seventeen. We saw it week one. You've seen flashes at training camp. You've seen it in the preseason the throw. How much did we talk about that damn throw that one day? We did for two weeks. We talked about the one throw against Atlanta. 
I think the Chiefs have one here, and and it's exciting, and it's exciting. And I, I don't want to, you know, I, I get down on the defense, and I don't want to take away from what this kid could mean, you know, you know because this the def- this is the defense one year. Mm-hmm. If, if this goes to plan, you're talking about the next 13 to 16 years of this kid being someone that is your quarterback, and you just haven't had that wet for whatever, so it's something to celebrate. It's it's like you're the, the kid on the block that just got the cool toy that a couple of your other friends had. Not all your friends have this cool toy. No. A couple of your friends. Your friend in Green Bay has had a couple of them, and your friend down in New Orleans has had the kind of the cool toy for a while. Even your friends that used to live in San Diego and moved to L.A., they've had a cool toy. And now you're like, I might have a cool toy. My toy might be really cool. And, they and Chiefs fans, you haven't had that. You haven't had the cool toy. The, the the crazy thing is about like if you if you dial back or remember how like during training camp the first week it's like eight practices in a row he threw an interception and on 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 every radio show it was like what is going on can he not read defenses he threw another interception this is the fifth fourth practice in a row and Andy's kind of like it's okay we're just working on some stuff but the fan base was crazy like it was yeah. it was just like no he's gonna he's gonna throw multiple interceptions every game. They started talking about Texas Tech and all these other things. I went back and looked at Texas Tech. I think he had like 40 touchdowns and like 10 interceptions his senior year. I'm like, that's not a lot. And they was like, well, he's just known to be like careless with the ball. Where did all and, this come from? But that's the thing that's interesting about Mahomes in 2018. And I know a lot of people are talking about 2019 and what that could be. But if you were ever to have a quarterback that's going to be out of school, that's entering a situation where the offense is high-powered and the defense is not so great, this is exactly what Mahomes went through at Texas Tech. He knows how to be in shootouts, and for better or for worse, that's a good thing for the 2018 campaign. Let's hear from uh, quarterback Patrick Mahomes after the win today out in Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely stuff that we have to keep working on and keep. I have to keep learning from, and I'll see that with the film. But, I, I mean, just from being out there, there was stuff that I could have hit that I didn't. Uh, there, I can know one instance where I was protected and I thought I was going to be hot, and Sammy was wide open. I could have made the throw. And so, I mean, there's just little stuff like that you have to just keep improving in order to keep having success in this league. Yeah, I mean, when you have the weapons where you have the threat of Kareem running it down there and then Tyreek hitting it from the, uh, on the sweep or uh, Dad, I mean, it's hard for defenses to kind of choose which they're going to try to take away. And so uh, we had good man zone IDs on those, and so I just read it uh, how we read it in practice and got it in those guys' hands, and they scored touchdowns. I mean, it's really fun for me. I mean, it's a, it's a passing touchdown. So, uh, but it, but uh, I mean, it, it's cool just to be able to get the ball out quick. And uh, when you have thirteen and ten catching it, and I mean, I'm sure we'll add some other guys in there. And just seeing the speed and, and them making plays is always uh, cool. Yeah, I mean, it was what I mean, everybody talks about the RPOs. I mean, it was a run play with a pass option, and uh, I read the linebacker. He bit on the run fake, and uh, I just I gave it to Tyreek, and uh, he got one on one with the safety and used his speed to get around the edge. It, it, the play wasn't actually designed for Sherm, uh, but it, the craziest thing is the three times that we ran it in practice this week, he came open and caught touchdowns. And so we, we, we were trying to get it scouted up to get it to get the two inside guys, and but it just kept working out that way. And, of course, the, it comes to the game, and it works out exactly how we practiced it. And so I put it out there, and, uh, I mean, I have a lot of trust he's going to be in the right spot, and he made the play. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, because it's a it's a it's a run play. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they're 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 blocking their runs, their run protection rules, and or they're go, moving out to the left, and I have to get the ball out of my hand. And so, uh, it helped that Tyreek hit it fast. I put the ball in his hands, and uh, he, like I said, made everybody miss and scored a touchdown. 
It's Patrick Mahomes after the win today, 38-28 Chiefs over the Chargers. I think we got to tell the audience. We Sean, have to, I mean, Sean is dejected right Sean, now. Sean Barber. In, what's in your head's in your lap. What's going on, Sean? I get I get a little bit upset when I hear players get overly chatty about, like, uh, the nuances of the play or what the read is or what the – uh, what he called the ideas as far as what it, you know as an offensive coordinator and quarterback what 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 are you IDing for a certain play who are you reading to make this throw or what is the person you're you know as a secondary guy who I'm looking at the safety to ID this in order to know to come off the tight end other teams um, hopefully don't listen to our radio station um, but if they do they learned a lot just from that minute and a half and so it yeah uh, it's too early in the season to be are, talking about all that are you saying. That Pittsburgh Steelers defensive coordinator Keith Butler is listening right now. What up, Keith? If he Keith, is, Keith. If, if he is, he just grew, he got a step. Congratulations up. on your tie. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Oh man, I just that's too much of like, you know. I, yeah, but players we always chastise as members of the media. They're damned if they do and damned if they don't. If they tell us too much, you're you, you come from the side of shut your mouth. And if they don't say anything, we're like. Why do we even listen to them? Like, Andy Reid tells us nothing for 15 minutes. Every time you guys talk to Andy Reid, he tells you nothing for 15 minutes. It's, yes. If you ask Andy Reid a question in which will lead to some sort of secret or game planning, or even if there's a chance of that, you're getting nothing. Here was He will answer if it... It just it won't give anything away. That's the thing. But, you know, that's what you're searching for. You're searching for tidbits, and you, it's rare that you'll get something good. I want to play this again from, from Andy Reid talking about Tyreek Hill. The question was, you know, okay. about Tyreek's game or whatever it is. He doesn't say anything for 31 seconds. Yeah, no, he does a, he does a nice job. He's fast and he's quick. And, uh, <laughs> we he's all surrounded by some good guys, so uh, it's hard to double him and – uh, and then you have Kelsey, um, who they've spent a lot of time taking, trying to take out of the game there. Um, and so, uh, you know, and then you have Sammy. So, Ding. and then Chris stepped up Ding. and he had a couple plays. And um, so there, there are people around him uh, where they just can't put him as the primary focus. All I got out of that, that sound bite from Andy Reid was Tyreek's fast and I've got other guys on this roster. You hear it, though. I mean, he's very careful. He's been doing this now for 20 years. Yes. And it's very, it's very much by design. If you hear if you, that's a, actually a nice clip of how he manages the media. If you, if you listen to him, he's registering in his head, let me make sure I mention each and every player because, God forbid, these players hear that mm-hmm. and they're not mentioned that, you know, they'll still go, you know, Sammy a guy, too. I mean, you don't know. I mean, there's been a lot of talk. He, Sammy mentions the media in one of his interviews about how they were talking about him not really doing well in the preseason. Sammy might hear that, so Andy Reid doesn't want to not mention him, so he makes sure to include him. I think it's just all by design. And listen, this is his first rodeo. He's been doing this for 20 years, and that's why he's like, you know how hard it is to be a consistent head coach for 20 years? There's a method, I think, to the madness. And is it frustrating sometimes as a member of the media? Yeah. But do I get it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When When you're in that locker room with a head coach like Andy Reid, Sean, do you like and you and you hear comments? Is he right? Do you want to hear your name mentioned, even though the question may not have pertained to you? Yeah, you know, I'm a, I was always kind of different, so I don't. Do I want? I, I didn't really care if the head coach mentioned my name or not. I mean, I, I was I was hoping that my name didn't get mentioned when it was call out session by the <laughs> by the defensive coordinator when he saw us calling out who misaligned, who misplays, who mistackles. Like I wanted to make sure five, 59 wasn't the number that was up on the board when it came to those things. Um, 
Uh, I'd rather them, you know, highlight me when I made plays, made big plays and that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, as far as with the media, I just know that, you know, it, it was it was always good to give your defensive line, your defensive tackles a lot of credit for getting pressure on the quarterback. Uh, give you, <laughs> you guys sec- have a script? Yeah, have, give the secondary, you know, hey, it was outstanding coverage. They kept things in front of us and allowed us linebackers to go flow and make plays. You know, I appreciate uh, the coordinator for putting us in position and, the special teams, you know, they played a part in this. They set up long fields. The offense uh, didn't turn the ball over. Uh, they put the end zone, put it in the end zone when it needed to be. And, and you know, when we had the chance to make field goals, we made field goals. Wow! So you can pretty much keep to that that script on every question <laughs> after every <laughs> win or loss, and get get through the media. Five seven six get, seven six ten. Hear that verbiage? Yeah. Get through. Yeah. Oh yeah. Get yeah. through it. Get through us. You're We're, you're on our side now. Yeah. You're, which, you're, you've entered the dark side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, no, no, still not. Still not. But Playing yeah. both sides. Yeah, you get through the media. Double agent. We I have took, a double agent. I, I took a hands. lot of flack in the locker room for all the hats I wear. Like, yeah, from all the media guys, Brad G's and the guys, they give me a lot of flack about how many how many hats I wear on an, on an average week. You mean by being here with I'm us? Radio host, I'm a uniform official, uh, assistant coach during camp, uh, assistant scout a year ago, da da da. A husband, father, all these other things, coaches, you know. I wear a lot of different hats during the week, so sometimes they get a little. You got a hat on right now. Right, right. That's, Buc- it's a bucket a game hat. day hat. That's my game day hat. Get it right. That's right. It's <laughs> my game day hat. That's the winning hat. One and no, baby. Don't take that off. One and no. I expect you to shower with that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go right to the phones. Five seven six seven six ten. Now. This is Chris from Chiefs Los Angeles. Yeah, a little brief introduction. Chris actually hosted me last year. I went over there for a game. Uh, We covered a video to talk about Chiefs LA. Um, It was a Jets game. They ended up losing, but I went to the bar that they watched the games at, kind of like Big Big Charlie's in Philly. And it was warm welcome. They accepted me with open arms, and they have quite a following. And I think Chris is a big part of the reason why you saw so many red jerseys today because (laughs) they have a really great thing going out there. We got Chris Wedding on the line with us from Los Angeles. Chris, uh, watching that game, if you were brand new to watching Chiefs and Chargers, you wouldn't have no idea that game was being played in Los Angeles with all the red in that stadium. What's up, everybody? Reporting from Arrowhead West. This is Chris <laughs> Wedding with Chiefs Los Angeles. How you guys doing? Man, it was a sea of red today. Are you kidding? Like, half the time, all the chance, like, defense, that was for the Chiefs. It was hilarious. Just, like, watching Chargers fans, like, what is going on? It was amazing, and I'm really glad that we got to give Pat Mahomes his uh, his debut as our starter uh, with home field advantage. Chris, he needed that, so Chris, it was amazing. Chris, tell me a little bit about that tailgate in the parking lot because on TV we saw how many of you were there. What was that tailgate really? like? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, this year was even bigger than last year. We, uh, we got last year was our first time at the stadium. So this year was even more organized. Everybody knew where to come right away. So we were at least 500 deep and then, you know, come about an hour before kickoff. It was even deeper than that. It was, it was insane. And everybody showed up. It's family style out here. It's like one big family. So everybody brings food, drinks, everything. And it's just one big party. It's really special out here. Is it Kansas city style food at the tailgate? Oh yeah, we had six grills going with uh we got we got one guy who works at Farmer John's and he brought us like ten racks of ribs. Like we had everything. It was it was unbelievable. What do you guys or when did you guys start this? When when was this this whole Kansas City Chiefs West Coast Los Angeles thing? Who got this idea rolling? 
So it's a long story, but I'll, I'll, I'll keep it short. But there was a bar a long time ago out in Venice that started. And it was probably like 30 of us every week. And then they became, they got bought out and became a Jets bar and kicked us out. And so we were roaming around from team bar to team bar, like to the opposing team's bars for years. And then finally my buddy Jonathan Dillon and I were like, you know what, we need a home. And so we set it up about 2010. It was, it was the year Romeo Cornell became the coach after Todd Haley got fired. And we were like one and 13. And we beat the Green Bay Packers. The undefeated Green Bay Packers was our only win. And that was right when Romeo became coach. And we all thought we had found the promised land with Romeo <laughs> Cornell. And, uh, and we probably had about 10 people at the bar. And, uh, and year after year, you know, we just kept growing it and growing it and pushing it and pushing it. And Facebook really helped out with getting everybody organized. And now, like every day, every, every game day, we're about 100, 150 deep for normal games. And then come to playoffs, we got, we got standing room only. We got to turn people away. It gets so big. So it's, they come out of the woodwork here in LA. It's crazy because Joe Montana and Marcus Allen really brought a lot of West Coasters to our team to be fans. And so we got people who don't even, who've never even been to Arrowhead or, you know, were born and raised in California. It's it's an insane population out here, but it's a lot of fun. Chris, that StubHub Center, it's a soccer stadium. It looks pretty cozy. And again, there were a ton of fans that appeared to be rooting for the Chiefs. How loud did it get in favor of the Chiefs today inside the stadium? I mean, we were just as loud as the Charger fans, you know, and by, and by the end, it was, it was just all Chiefs fans. It was a sea of red by the end because all the Chargers fans left. Once, once, you know, they're fair weather fans for sure. They leave as soon as they know it's going downhill. It's like they, they clear out for the exits. But uh, I got to say, like, it was, it was just so much fun. And that stadium, it, it's a smaller stadium, right? It's got no, no bad seats in that house. Every seat you got is, is a great one. Um, but because there's only 30,000 seats, they charge three times as much for tickets, which, you know, for Chiefs fans, we don't care because it's our only game in town. And that's why, that's what kind of helps gives us that home field advantage because uh, Charger fans just won't pony up for their team. What do you guys do for road games? Like when the Chiefs aren't there, do you, you know, is there, is it your backyard where you have 500 people over and six grills? Uh, no, it's a <laughs> bar in, in Studio City is where we've landed called Jalapeno Pizza. That's where Pete came yeah. out last year. I went last year. Hosted, yeah. Jalapeno Pete's. Yeah, they named me it. They named the bar after me. Oh, that's nice. That's no, cool. no, no. That's right. Yeah, in honor of Pete Sweeney. And soon, I told the guys, if we win the Super Bowl, we're going to start calling that a place Jalapeno Chiefs. We, we've got a Perfect. Perfect. Chris, uh, how, can you tell everyone in Kansas City if they want to follow your stuff, just where they can go and just direct them, Twitter and Facebook and things like that? Thank you. Yeah, 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 absolutely. On Facebook, it's probably the best place. It's facebook.com slash Chiefs Los Angeles. And then on Instagram, uh, we're at Chiefs Los Angeles. Or if you just follow the hashtag Chiefs LA, you'll find us. Awesome. For sure. Hey, Chris, great job stocking that stadium with red jerseys and red shirts. My pleasure. We will talk with you again <laughs> soon, man. Take care. All right, brother. Be well. Chris Wedding, Chiefs Los Angeles. Good dude. They they really accepted me with open arms. And we actually had a video made up. And it's on YouTube now if you really dig for it. I, you know, we can put it up, whatever. But uh they really are hardcore about their chiefs out there and they're they're they got the barbecue going every sunday and you know they're watching and they they do the arrowhead shop and everything they play the music at the bar it's pretty cool i don't know if i've ever been to that part of la but it sounds like it would be really really neat to to go there it was and i don't want to dwell on this too much but god la is a terrible sports town (laughs) i mean it it just is i mean you got a soccer stadium you can't fill with your own fans because you had to move the team out of San Diego. Well, you, you heard him what he said. It sounds like they're char- they're upcharging the price. So people you, in LA have money. You're not going to pay eight games to if they're they're charging triple the regular football price. You know, so not a really a good strategy, and that's probably why it's 
all these road games. There's a blimp out there today that said 16 road games for the charge or, you know, 16 away games for the charge. <laughs> and as a player, that's probably not that fun either. I mean, when you're in a defense, you're when you're a defensive player, you probably want that crowd behind you. I mean, you know what I mean? So uh, I didn't, I, I heard the chop several times. I heard right. the arrowhead chop several times yeah. through the TV, Sean. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's got to be a, a frustrating uh, to be a part of that defense, and you're trying to get after somebody, and it's no, it's no, it's no fan noise. The, the other team is able to go hard count on you. You're trying to get off the ball, and they're hard counting. You're like, we're at home. You're not. Supposed they made to- a mention of that actually in the first quarter. Oh, yeah. You know what? I think Pat Mahomes. We actually got them on a bunch of hard counts today because without any crowd noise, um, you don't have to go silent count, and so we can hard count them. I think it cost them uh, two times. Ingram came off the ball, uh, came off the rock. Uh, and those are big, big downs during the game as far as getting the easy five yards and extra down. What's a, a ticket in the upper deck at Arrowhead cost? Any idea? Any guess mm-hmm. what it would have cost this year? Let's go 50 bucks. $50? I have no clue, honestly. <laughs> I wish I could weigh in <laughs> on this. I have no I'm going, idea. I'm going 50 bucks upper level. Uh, if you want a ticket upper level, you can still get them at chargers.com or whatever. 125 bucks. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Section 322, row double E. That's an end zone seat. Yeah, no 125 right. bucks for the upper deck. Yeah, that's 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 like our end zone lower level, probably. Yeah, I think it is actually. I yeah. think you're probably right about that. So, I mean, that that just. I mean, you're right. The hard count thing actually stuck out. And I wrote that down. Thank you for bringing it back up. Phil Rivers was trying to go hard count, and it didn't work because <laughs> the Chiefs fans were making all the noise. <laughs> yeah, you know it's true. I mean, and Mahomes even got the Chargers to draw offsides a couple times. I noticed that a little bit last year and in the preseason. He's got that Aaron Rodgers type of. Maybe free play thing to his game if he can keep it going. He actually got upset at one point because they blew it dead yeah. uh, early in the game. But I think he has that in his repertoire. So I'm excited to see if he can really develop that. Let's get more from uh, Patrick Mahomes out in Los Angeles after the win. Yeah, you have to. You kind of have to go back to what, where you started at. I, I think the next few drives, I was trying to get the big play again. And I, as we kind of got stuff going late, late in the half, I kind of worked on this. Let's get a drive sustained. Let's get something going. I think at the beginning of the game, they had our defense on the field like the entire uh, first half. And I feel like that last drive before the half kind of got us, all right, we can get get a drive going and score like that way. I mean, they, they still flew around. Uh, it, we, we game planned them well. Uh, I mean, you have to when you play a defense with this many talented dudes. But, uh, I mean, they, they still flew around. Ingram was everywhere, it felt like. Even those other D linemen that were in were everywhere on the field. And uh, luckily, we had a good game plan. I got it to those receivers quick before they could get to me, and they made plays. I mean, that play he made on the, the ball over the top was, was spectacular. Uh, I said it to him on the field. When I threw it, I thought it was a touchdown. Like, I, I, I was already running down the field. And for him to flip it, flip around, find the ball, and then knock it down, I mean, that, that's the special plays that you'd be great in this league with. It's it's always cool watching Philip play. I mean, he I grew up watching him play, and then just to see how early he releases the ball, how well he sees the defense. I mean, he's a he's a great quarterback, and so anytime you get to watch him live is a special experience. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, we still have to get better. Uh, I feel like we left a lot out there. We we scored on some big plays, but but sustaining drives and being able to execute wherever we need to execute is something that I think we need to keep working on as we go throughout the rest of the season. Uh, I mean, we, we have great relationships in the locker room. I mean, offense, defense, special teams, we joke around all the time. But at the same time, hold each other accountable. And so I feel like that's something that we can build upon every single day and hopefully that we can have a lot of success with. Yeah, it was hard after Tyreek returned the punt on, like, the first drive. Uh, but uh, I tried to calm myself down and just kind of run the offense. It helped last year having that Denver game. I knew when I first got out there I was too excited and try to go ahead and calm myself down before having to make a mistake first.
That's Patrick Mahomes uh, speaking to the media after today's win. You want to sneak a call in, you can. 576-7610-3828, the final score again. 576-7610. Rest of the AFC West, we're waiting on the Raiders. They play the Rams coming up tomorrow. Um, the other team in the West, the Denver Broncos, lost today to the Seattle Seahawks. No, they won. I'm sorry, they, they won. They won today. Denver won. Mm-hmm. I must have missed the end of that ball game. <laughs> I just knew Russell Wilson went nuts. All right, so Denver won. Denver won 27 to 24. Thank you for uh, for correcting me. Denver won behind Case Keenum and company. Any, I mean, I know we didn't watch a lot of it. Obviously, I didn't watch the very end of that. <laughs> I haven't pretty- seen I haven't seen a single second of that game. Uh, but it looks like Case Keenum had three touchdowns, three interceptions. Mm. Uh, I want to check out the highlights. Highlight the big. I heard that Emmanuel Sanders was having a really good camp, and it translated to the regular season. Ten receptions for 135 yards and a touchdown. Other in- game of interest to me when it came to Chiefs fans was, of course, the Redskins game. When- oh, God, did you hear the numbers on Alex Smith? Classic Alex Smith game, 21 for 30, 255 yards, two touchdowns, 24-6 Redskins win. Um, classic. I mean, it's definitely a-, a change of the guard. Alex Smith is who Alex Smith is. No interceptions, decent game. Team wins. That's all he does is just win. It's not always spectacular, but, hey, he gets the job done. Do Chiefs fans keep an eye on Alex Smith and root for him? Sean? I mean, I have a, I have his jersey still in my – I mean, I wear his jersey around town. I wore it on Red Friday. I have my Alex Smith jersey on wearing it around town. That's bold. That's bold. Not dis- on Red Friday wearing an Alex Smith jersey. <laughs> yeah, no he didn't wear it last year. I, I appreciate it. No, I did wear it last year. I wear it a lot. Nah. Do you have yourself a Patrick Mahomes jersey yet? I, you know what I do? I just got one at the last ambassador meeting. I got me a Patrick Mahomes jersey. I got me a bunch of jerseys. I got me a Bobby Maybe what Bell you should jersey. Do, you, should get Patrick, you should give Patrick Mahomes now a Sean Barber jersey. Yeah. I, I got a Peter's jersey. Call old fashioned jersey swap. I got a lot of you know, just because I got leaves and cheese doesn't mean he's. I'm not, I'm not a fan. I still keep the you know. I got Peter's jersey too. I, I wear that to the barbershop sometime. And I'm gonna get you a polo so that you can almost wear my jersey. Like that's what I usually wear is like a polo or maybe a, a t-shirt, Pete a Pete Sweeney t-shirt or something. Pete it's actually just a white t-shirt with marker written on it. <laughs> right, it says and Pete it, Sweeney. On it. <laughs> right, and he draws his face yeah. on there as yeah, well. It's a really good drawing. Uh, that that Redskins team is interesting, and then it's a team with a lot of weapons. The tight end is spectacular in Reed, and Adrian Peterson scored a touchdown today. Adrian Peterson had a real good day for the Redskins. I have no idea what to make of the NFC East, but that could be a team to keep an eye on. I don't know if they're going to go anywhere with Alex Smith as a quarterback, but you never know. Well, we think the Eagles won on Thursday night. Yep. I think the Giants lost and the Cowboys lost. That is correct. So I think last time I guessed on a game, I was way off. Yeah, so. they're, they're tied for first place. Come out the gate. <laughs> yeah, I did watch a little bit of the Giants today. They didn't look great. I mean, they didn't. You know, it's but the Jacksonville Jaguars are tough. Uh, I mean, it should be interesting. I, the NFC East is always tough. The whole NFC. You'd like to see Alex Smith though do well. I think moving on. The thing about the NFC East and a division like that is you're never really good. You see that team, what, if you're the Chiefs, once every six years, unless it's the Super Bowl. I mean, a Chiefs-Reds can Super Bowl, and that would be something else. Oh, you know the, what I mean? the old Alex Smith Bowl. But, you know, I, I think you can <laughs> root from afar. I think that's the right thing to do because it really wasn't a bad ending. I mean, the Chiefs finally just found their guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like they, they didn't. And, and back with, you know, from the return of Smith, you get Kendall Fuller, who's a really good player for this team. And at one point, the, you know, all these quarterbacks, all these players go through it. Alex Smith was the next guy, was the next savior for a franchise. He went through it, just like he's watching Patrick Mahomes go through it. I mean, we're watching the Packers game against the Bears. Mitch Trubisky is now the guy, and whoever the hell the Bears had before had to make way. But Rodgers had to do it with Favre. 
You know, he had to be the guy, and the same thing is that had happened in Kansas City. The, the guy who had to move, make way for Mitch Trubisky was signed that year. It, it was Mike Glennon, which is, like, <laughs> unreal that they would do that to somebody. But, yeah, no, it was cordial, and Alex Smith was such a professional about it, and you hear Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes talk about it all the time. You know, he is so – he owes uh, Alex Smith so much because he handled it so well. You don't always see quarterbacks do that. You didn't really see mm-hmm. a Brett Favre do that right away with Aaron Rodgers. And Alex Smith said, listen, you know, you're – they, they became friends. He taught him a lot. And I think that's why you're seeing success so early from Mahomes because he's, it's not like Mahomes is just getting thrown into the deep end. Alex Smith helped him out a lot. And Andy Reid has said, you know, he almost owes Alex Smith a mansion for what he taught him. <laughs> that's what he said. His, his words, not mine. Well, his I words, mean, not mine. When Alex came here, he came here from San Fran, right? It was, a, you know, between him and Kaepernick, who is San Fran going to go with? So he kind of left that scenario and was kind of given a fresh start, fresh chance here to learn under Andy Reid. He took advantage of it, um, kind of blossomed as a, as a starting quarterback, won uh, numerous games here in, uh, in the span here. And then when, when Holmes was drafted, it was, you know, you, you saw the writing on the wall and there was no no cause for any kind of, uh, um, you know, it wasn't like a feud between the two. I mean, he played a season under him and realized this, this guy's going to be my predecessor, so let me go ahead and uh, teach him some things. Uh, you know, from from seeing the two inner 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 you know interact, um, the whole focus was to win ball games last year, be as successful as you can be, and then uh, once the year was over, kind of handle the situations after the contract stuff. After which, and the Redskins and the Eagles, I mean, Redskins and the Chiefs definitely did. It was a win-win situation. They needed a quarterback. We needed a defensive back. Both teams got something they need to become better teams. And looking at week one of the season. Both teams end up winning, and it probably has something to do with both of those adjustments, both of those acquisitions. Yeah. The uh, the Mahomes chemistry concept, we talked a little bit about this in the pregame and how he, you know, has developed a chemistry with Tyreek Hill. We saw it was pretty damn evident this afternoon how much chemistry he had, he had built up with his wide receiver. Head coach Andy Reid talked about that chemistry. Uh, you know, coming out of camp, you felt like he, he got on the same page with with Kels and Tyreek, and he was working on it with Sammy. And um, and that's what we were trying to strive for coming out of camp. And, heck, I thought, I thought he did a nice job with it. But, yeah, I, listen, he, he's uh, – you guys have been around him. I mean, he's a unique unique kid. And, um, you know, he, he's got to keep working here. He's just he's just at the beginning of this thing. We've got to keep, you know, keep moving forward, taking steps forward. You know, another big challenge this – uh, as will the team this next week against Pittsburgh, who's a good football team. So, you know, they're, they're just steps, 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 steps. We just take the small steps forward. And, and um, But he, he's, a, he's a talented kid and a special kid, special person. Sean, what is chemistry on the football field like when, the, when it's a, a wide receiver and a quarterback? Oh, what, what is it? That's easy. That's easy. That's the easiest question. That's a, you just gave me one right over the plate. Here's a little softball for you, yeah, Sean. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I want you to 85 miles an hour right over the plate. I'm about to take it. Take it to the yard. I don't want to stress you out with all the hats you have to wear. Oh, yeah. Barry Bonds over here. I mean, the chemistry standpoint, when it comes from a quarterback to a wide receiver, it's just the vision of seeing the defense for what it is. Um, It's very very, uh, unique to have a wide receiver and a quarterback. Uh, When you line up to run the play, when you look at the defense, um, you both have to see the same thing, whether it's a zone coverage, whether it's a half-man, half-zone, whether it's man straight across, uh, man underneath with too deep, whatever the the concept is, um, the routes kind of adjust a little bit. You might have to shorten the route up, or you might have to take this dig right a little deeper to get you know into a second window. 
um, the slant route. Maybe I'm hitting that first window, or maybe I'm have to wait until you get to your seventh or eighth step to hit you in that second window. Um, the the more y'all are on the same page, and you talk about that that, that chemistry and the camaraderie, um, the more you, we can just go full speed and we can know each other. The quarterback knows that you aren't going to slow down, so I can feel comfortable throwing it in front of you full speed um, because you know that's where a lot of interceptions happens when a, a quarterback thinks the receiver is going to do. Um, He's going to fade in or fade out or bend in, and he throws it where he thinks it should go, and the receiver's on a different page because he read a different defense. So a lot of the interceptions you see in the league because it's just a little bit of a miscommunication, and not even a miscommunication, but just they see things a little bit differently. Um, so what you know, Andy alluded to in that interview was just basically saying that right now those two guys are on the same page. They're seeing things you know, through, through the same eyes, and that can be nothing but uh, a plus when it comes to uh, you know, going full speed and going 100 miles an hour. What's it say about this kid at 22, 23, however old Mahomes is, that he can just step right in with a guy who's an established player? I mean, he's no veteran, but he's an established player in Tyreek Hill, and then boom, chemistry. I, I think it's a, I think it's a, a credit to the kid. I don't think any 22-year-old could walk in and do it. I think he treated the situation right last year. I, I, he had very few endorsements. He took his role as the second quarterback. Again, he learned a lot from Alex Smith. And then when Alex was traded away, it was very cordial, and he took the bull by the horns. He contacted the receivers. He said at one point that he went out to high school fields and were throwing to each and every receiver that was on the team or in town whenever they could so he could he could get that report down even before regular team training started. And that's a lot harder in the NFL today because players don't want to come back. They don't have to because – of the agreement between the NFL and the Players Association. So to me, you know, he's he just has done all the right things. And he has pr- probably no better man as far as the NFL goes when it comes to quarterback whisperers like Andy Reid. Andy Reid has gotten a lot of the most out of a lot of quarterbacks. And you combine that with natural talent and the maturity that he has as a 22-year-old. And what you're getting is a week one in which he looks like a veteran. And this is his second start. So to me, kudos to the kid. Yeah, I think he understands what it takes to be a pro's pro. He understands the preparation uh, works to being a professional, and then that 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 preparation pays off. It pays off with games like today. Um, they didn't win that game today because of the last two weeks of preparation. They won it because of the whole offseason. Like you said, the high, working out with the receivers in the high school, staying in town, making himself available, not jet setting during your you know after your rookie year, just jet setting, going all across America, trying to do all this traveling. Uh, it, it was work to be done, and he was here to get the work done. And I think you can't, um, you know, it's something. It's just a maturity thing. He's he's mature beyond his years, and it just fits in his personality. You know, I think he does he does that not because they ask him to, because that's that's the desire he has to be a great he, quarterback. He he really gives you the impression for whatever reason it's just inside. Like he really sounds and, and plays the part of wanting to be great, which is it's tough. I mean, think about you when you're 22, or most of us. I don't. I don't necessarily think I would be handling the situation exactly like he is at this point. I, mean, I worked at a radio station and did afternoons in a college town. I was drunk a lot at 22. I'm not going to lie to you. I wasn't prepared like this kid. You're, I mean, honestly, I mean, in this day and age in America, most of us, and, you know, me included, you work during the week and you would get drunk on with your friends on the yeah. weekends, and that's all you really wanted to do. This kid has aspirations to have yeah. a really good 15-year career, and I think you're seeing it in his what is his really rookie season. I know it's not really, but his first real season. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we've got about three minutes left, and we're going to get out of here. Uh, what did you learn today, Sean, by Ooh. watching this one? What did you learn today? What did I learn today? About, about the Chiefs. 
Um, well, I already knew they was gonna score thirty five points. You a did game. say that. So I've been saying, say I've been that. saying, I've been saying that for about two months now, and everybody's <laughs> been calling me. They say I'm hallucinating. They say I, you know, must be on drugs. <laughs> uh, they've called me everything under the, uh, you know, under the bus. Threw me under the bus a couple times about my, uh, yeah, my 38, 35 points a game prediction. But I mean, right now, Pat Mahomes uh, is on pace to throw sixty four touchdowns and zero interceptions. I, mean, I, I had, saw that stat. So I had, a- I had him close to that. Not that, not, not that much. But <laughs> for what it's worth, Sean. I will say this. Sean predicted the team would score 35 points per game, and we berated him. Today, he was under. You were under. <laughs> yeah. It was an under prediction. Okay, so you were still wrong. Yeah. No. <laughs> but that's, that's incredible. But what, what, what did you learn today? You know what I learned? I learned that um, there are so many ways for this offense to really be not, not just good, but really great. Um, and they don't need to be clicking on all cylinders. They don't need to enact every phase of their game plan. They don't need to... Um, have everybody uh, super um, um, super involved in the offense for it to still uh, be a very uh, potent offense. Um, and, and and actually from the from the defensive side of the ball, I learned that um, it seems that it's, it's still some growth that needs to be done. It still needs to be some fine tuning of just alignment assignment. Like I said, the, the big the biggest part I have you know, problem I have with the defense is that when guys don't play the leverage they're supposed to. Like if you're supposed to be outside leverage because right. you have inside help, just stay outside leverage. And if they complete a ball inside, we can live with that because that's not really your play. But when when we, we design a defense or if the defense is designed for you to be on a certain level underneath a guy, over top of a guy, and they still able to you know kind of beat you in that, that's when it causes a little bit of concern in my in my eyes. Pete, what'd you learn today? Defense is as problematic when I'm coming to the secondary as I thought it would be. Uh, I think that's going to be uh, an emphasis all year long. And then when it comes to offense, Patrick Mahomes, I think we're waiting for him to give us a reason not to believe in him. And again, today, he didn't give us that. He gave us a four-touchdown game. Yeah, were there some hiccups? I'm sure yeah, yeah, I'm sure there were, but no interceptions, no really bad mistakes. And he continues to move right along into what we think he actually is, which is a good thing for Chiefs fans. Got about a minute left here, guys. Uh, quick pick, a quick peek ahead to Pittsburgh. Is it all about stopping Big Ben, or is the uncertainty at running back creeping into your heads? I think that's interesting. Uh, I don't think it's as big a deal as everyone's making it out to be when it comes to a personnel standpoint, because I think James Conner can do the job. Two touchdowns today. I think this game, the Chief, you're, we're going to ask the Chiefs this week, and we're all going to say it's just a game. It doesn't matter. This is a huge hump game, because the Chiefs uh, have lost to the Steelers in big games for the past couple of years. If Mahomes now can go into Pittsburgh, come back, Arrowhead Stadium, 2-0. and I think it says a lot about this team and a lot for the future of what this year could be. Quickly, Sean, take a look at Pittsburgh. Roethlisberger threw three picks. Uh, we're going to keep him throwing picks. Um, we're going to feed on this defense. is going to have to feed off of turnovers um, until they can stop the, you know, giving up the yardage and stuff like that. They're going to have to feed uh, what a feast of famine type defense. So look forward to creating more turnovers and uh, keeping this bus moving. Boys, appreciate it. We'll do it again next week. Thanks for coming out. Sean? Wear one of your 27 hats again next week, all right? <laughs> ArrowheadPride.com for all your coverage. All week, ArrowheadPride.com. Check out work from Pete, Kent, the rest of the guys over there as well. Uh, thanks to our producer, Chris. Don't forget, Fesco in the morning tomorrow. Ryan Lilja at 730. Thanks so much for listening. For Pete Sweeney, for Sean Barber, I'm Mike Wicket. Have a great rest of your night. Congrats to the Chiefs on a big win. This has been the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show on 610 Sports Radio. Coverage continues with articles, pictures, video, and interviews on arrowheadpride.com and 610sports.com.
Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.